Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay. So here we are with another interesting episode of the life and times of Christine Falling. So majority of this comes from a Wikipedia page is pretty much where I got majority of my information from. Majority of my information from. And unfortunately, I could not find a whole lot out there about this. Um, so sorry, it's going to be a pretty short one. So let's get into it about the life and times of Christine Falling. Christine Laverne Slaughter was born in Perry, Florida on March 12, 1963. She was the youngest child in an unusual family. Her father, Thomas, was 65 years old at the time of her birth, while her mother, Anne, was 16 and a minor, which pretty makes him having sex with her a crime, even if they are married. It's disgusting. The family was below the poverty line and Christine did not receive the necessary early childhood support. Because of this, she was considered mentally challenged. She also had epilepsy and was also obese. To make matters worse, her parents also physically and sexually abused her. She also would require a regular dose of medication to control her epileptic seizures. When her parents could no longer afford to support her, and because of ongoing arguments between them, Christine spent, Christine spent some of her childhood and youth in various orphanages. At an early age, she compensated for insecurities and pensabanger by killing small animals, especially domestic cats. To test their nine lives, as she later justified her actions, she often caused the animals to fall from heights. In September 1977, the 14-year-old Christine was forced to by her parents to marry a 20-year-old man, Goober, falling. But the marriage resulted in almost daily quarrels and altercations, ending in divorce after only six weeks. After that, she had multiple hypochondriac-like episodes. She was hospitalized 50 times in the next two years but doctors could not find any treatable conditions. She suffered from hallucinations, complained of red dots that appeared before her eyes, and menstrual bleeding at varying levels. At 16, she was diagnosed as incapacitated on medical instructions, which essentially means she cannot make any decision for herself. It's generally a doctor or an ethics board from what I looked up and did research on is the only ones who, or a guardian, if she had one, would be the only people to be able to help make medical decisions for her. 
Um, so later on, in order to support herself, she decided to become a babysitter, which unfortunately would prove disastrous for the kids around her. On February 25th, 1980, her first victim was two-year-old Cassidy Johnson, who was sent to a doctor's office in Blountstown, Florida. She was diagnosed with encephalitis, and on February 28th, she died. An autopsy would list her death. Cause of death is a blunt force trauma to the skull. Christine, Fant Christine, who had been babysitting for her, said Cassidy had passed out and fallen out of her crib. The attending physician did not believe Christine and recommended in a note to the police to check her out. However, this note was lost and the case was cold. I'm sure when a lot of parents found this out, I can only imagine how furious they were at the police. Shortly after the death of Cassidy Johnson, Tristine moved to Lakeland, Florida. Two months later, in the early summer of 1980, her second victim was Jeff, four-year-old Jeffrey Davis, who had died under her supervision. The autopsy pointed to myocarditis, a heart condition that is rarely fatal, as a cause of death. Jeffrey's funeral occurred three days later, and Christine was asked to oversee Jeffrey's cousin, who would soon became her third victim, Jeff's two-year-old Joseph Spring. He died a few hours later, doctors diagnosing a viral infection. Doctors also noted that the virus may have caused Jeffrey's death. In July 1981, Christine left Lakeland and returned to hometown of Perry in northern Florida as few families wanted to entrust their children to her care, as pretty understandably why in the above reasons. She decided to begin working as a nursing assistant, nursing assistant slash housekeeper for seniors. Her fourth victim was, well, some articles didn't really cause it, don't know if he is her actual victim, but he he died in his kitchen on the first day. A 77-year-old man named William Swindle died in his kitchen on her very first day of the job that Christine had started caring for him. So take with that what you will. And then in the fall of 1981, the daughter of Christine's half-sister would soon be her fifth victim, eighth-month-old Jennifer Daniels. While Christine's half-sister had gone to the supermarket, she left her daughter with Christine for a few moments in the car, during which time the girl stopped breathing. Doctors suspected sudden infant death syndrome, or SIDS, to be the cause of death. For those that don't know, SIDS is a sudden unexplained death of a child listed one year of age. But the diagnosis requires that the death remain unexplained even after a thorough autopsy and detailed death scene investigations. It's pretty much after every th possible thing else they could think of that caused a child's death, SIDS is a likely choice. It usually occurs during sleep, and the exact cause of SIDS is unknown even to this day. 
So, Christine's sixth and final victim was the death of 10-week-old Travis Coleman, who died on July 2nd, 1982, while Christine was taking care of him back in Blountstown, Florida. At the autopsy, the doctors found internal injuries that could have only been caused by suffocation. When the police contacted Christine, she confessed to murdering three of the children because she heard voices telling her to kill the baby. She had suffocated the previous children with pillows and blankets. Christine Falling was sentenced to life imprisonment on de- in December 1982 and her confession prevented her from getting the death penalty. After serving 25 years in prison, Christine was eligible for parole. The Parole Review Board rejected her application in November 2017, and no one supporting her attended her parole hearing. She will be given another hearing in seven years which is actually coming up if believe it or not she could get a review board a parole board go bump for parole in November of 2022 he no November 20 20 never mind sorry in seven years I can't do math I'm so sorry and Christine is currently in prison at the Lowell Correction Institution in Ocala, Florida. So take with that what you will after with a grain of salt. And that's just terrifying. But unfortunately, that's all the information I could find out in Miss Christine Falling. Um, so I hope you guys have a great week and I'll see you next time. Bye.